I thought I would kick this off with a funny story because I actually really like to record with like a vodka soda or something or like, you know, just kind of fit the theme. And yeah. <laughs> last night we got an emergency alert on our phones. And all it said was civil emergency in progress. And it had a code and it said action required. Uh, take notice until 11.30 p.m. or something along those lines. And that was literally it. So my boyfriend and I are like trying to Google, like, what is a civil emergency? What does this code mean? <laughs> it's very um, cryptic. And so we're Googling it. And it's like, it could be anything from like a weather event to like terrorism. And I was like, well, that's not helpful. And like pretty, half, pretty broad. <laughs> yeah, half the state got it, and we were on Twitter trying to figure out, like, because Twitter seems to break the news before the news does. And anyway, it turns out that like the water is essentially poison. I'm exaggerating, but you can't drink it. And like every store everywhere, like last night I went searching for water. There's no water. <laughs> you can't even boil it because it's like oh, gosh. whatever it is. And like this morning I had to drop him off at the airport and I was like, I'll stop at a town 45 minutes away. Cause it's literally only our town affected. Um, I'll stop at a town 45 minutes away and their three stores I went to were out of water. I was like, wow. So I'm drinking one of my rationed water bottles for this occasion of the dove party. And I just thought was <laughs> that is my drink of choice today. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have just went and bought all the beer and been done with it. Oh, hi. Welcome to the Duff Party, where politics and puns collide. On this show, we talk politics with people all across the political spectrum. Here, we talk to each other, not past each other. All the while cracking bad dad jokes, drinking cold beer, and eating delicious food. We are smart, kind, funny game changers. Here to have our minds and opinions confirmed, challenged, and even changed. So grab your headphones, your drink of choice, and your sense of humor, and join us for the party. We're super stoked you're here. What's up, Dev Party people? Santel here. I'm your host. Welcome back to another episode. This week is a little different, and I feel like I say that every week, but, you know, life. (laughs) This week, we have an episode from The Vault. I don't know if any of you guys remember, like, when Disney Channel used to have The Vault, and it was, like, old-timey stuff, and I don't know. Google it. You probably remember what I'm talking about, though. This week, um, we normally try to record once a week. We enjoy sitting down with each other with a drink in hand and talking story. This week, um, by the time you're listening to this, I will be traveling on the road um, for a funeral in my family. So I was unable to do a proper kind of weekly recording. So I'm releasing an episode, quote unquote, from the vault. This episode was recorded probably back, I don't know, May or June or so of this past year. And believe it or not, I've actually been sitting on previously unreleased episodes. So I guess this might be the best way to release those. And friendly reminder to our U.S. listeners that we are only three weeks away from election day. So It's a great time to make sure that you have got yourself sorted before then. So make sure that you have checked to make sure your voter registration is completely updated to all of your current details, your current last name, your current address, etc. Make sure that you know your ID requirements if your state has them. See if you can vote early. You never know if you're going to end up in the emergency room on election day and you don't want to miss out on your opportunity to shake some shit up this November. 
So if your state allows it, I encourage you to vote early. I'm pretty sure I will be doing that by mail. And if you need any links to politically neutral information, if you want to know how to look up what's going to be on your ballot, if you don't understand something, uh, feel free to post it on our public pages. But of course, if you don't feel comfortable posting it on the public pages, you're welcome to shoot me a DM and I can set you up with all of those links. And for those of you listening in the 26 other countries that are not part of the States, we thank you so much for listening and we hope you're civically engaged in your countries as well. off everyone knows who you are you're an awesome co-host and oh thank you of course and they've gotten to kind of know your political views and if they're new they can go listen to pretty much (laughs) any episode in season two or three you're on a bunch and then your profiles back in season one if they want to know you know one-on-one stuff um but we're going to focus on your civic engagement today so why don't we kick it off why do you think being civically engaged is important Well, I mean, why is it important? Well, I think it's truly the only way that we really can show politicians that we are the power, so to speak. Um, It's really the only way our voices can be heard with the exception of voting. Um, Like, for example, I know you've heard about the pension crisis that happened here in Kentucky. Um, Well, my wife is a school teacher and uh, she went and, you know, rallied at the Capitol and a couple times. And then she also did held up, you know, signs out in front of the school showing that, you know, we're not happy. You're screwing with our retirement. You know, we need to fix this. And because of all their um, involvement and whatnot, it inspired, it helped inspire a teacher to run for office. And uh, in this particular uh, three county situation, it was, was held by the Republican House Majority Leader. He's only 30 years old. I went to high school with this guy. Oh, wow. Yeah, he, he's. Cool. Well to do and only 30 years old. Huh. And uh, so we honestly, I was really proud of the guy, but the guy also was one of the two people that got the pension thing voted in really mm. crazily shittily done. Gotcha. So, like, you know, it's time for you to go, buddy. And uh, so this teacher from Rockcastle County decided to run and, uh, he got a really kind of a grassroots movement money wise compa- uh, compared on susp- uh, spending uh, Jonathan Shale, who was the house majority leader spent over $150,000 uh, to run in this primary. And this, the guy that was up against Travis Brenda spent $16,000. So you're mm. talking 10 times less money than his opponent. Well, because these teachers got out there and kept pushing this dude's name, he actually ended up beating the House Majority Leader 
by 123 votes. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you talk about how important civic engagement <laughs> is. Your voice can be heard. Wow. It is the only way to truly show it. And so, I mean, 123 votes, how, how, that's ridiculously close. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And But still, somebody that Mitch McConnell had handpicked pretty much to be McConnell's replacement mm -hmm. gets beat out by a teacher. That's so awesome. <laughs> what a good story. And you're so right. That I mean, that's literally like. I preach about this a lot. Like if people really want to see change, pay attention at local and state levels and you'll see a lot of like ROI for your time and your votes. Yeah. That is, I love that. What a good, what a great first answer to kick this off, Brian. Very good. You know, I try. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you are civically active, your wife. Um, how do you all make time for voting and kind of participating in whatever way you choose? How do you make time for that in your all's lives and all your current obligations and everything going on? To, to vote? Is that what you're asking? To vote and or, you know, like you said, your wife um, go out before school or go to the Capitol. How do you make time for any of these types of things? Well, it it takes sacrifice. You got to sacrifice one thing to do another. Um, if you can afford it, you know, um, fortunately the days that my wife got to go pick it up in uh, Frankfurt, um, they had canceled school because so many teachers called in sick. <laughs> Dang. And, uh, so, I mean, yeah, again, power of the voice, power of being united. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I think they had like 8,000 teachers up there a day, something like that one day. I mean, that's Impressive. huge. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it, it takes some sacrifice because, I mean, she she called in sick. She was going to go up there regardless. Mm -hmm. And uh, But thankfully, they canceled school, so she didn't actually lose anything. That's pretty um, cool. Yeah. As for, for me, um, uh, I, w I wouldn't say that I'm particularly civically engaged. I do a lot of uh, talking one-on-one -on -one with people. I like picking people's brains. That's mm -hmm. my kind of thing. And um, I get I, I, my thing is I get people to question whether or not what they believe is what they truly believe. Mm, and yeah, <laughs> so that's my. I would say my contribution to be engaging is. Like, is that really what you believe? Whether it, it, it would go from as far as, you know, politics to religion to whether mm -hmm. or not that's your actually favorite food, you know, something stupid like that. But, <laughs> Always but yeah. And so that's how I would say that I'm engaging. And well, make time for that. I just run my mouth like I do all the time. I'm here. <laughs> well, wouldn't you, cons I would consider voting civic engagement because you're participating in the civic process. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, I would never, ever miss an election. Yeah. So I would say you're civically engaged by that alone. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I have never understood why some people don't find it important to vote. Um, I've, yeah. I've thought about, I've, I know these people and I thought about bringing them on, but I don't know how productive that conversation would be. Maybe it would be. 
I don't know. Cause it's I don't of, think it would be, honestly, I don't think it'd be productive from, you know, say you and I talking to them and trying to convince them that it's important, but it might be in informative for us to really understand like mm-hmm. why people don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, because I honest to God can't comprehend it. I mean, the, these people don't understand that these people that we were electing can really shape and mold your whole future. Yeah. <laughs> and to say you don't care is very, very ignorant. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. That, yeah. But that would be interesting. I know. Maybe we'll have the listeners weigh in on that. Because maybe it could be productive. Who knows? We could see. But <laughs> we'll leave that to them. So... <laughs> That kind of leads me into my next uh, question. And maybe now that we've kind of just had that thought, maybe you might struggle to answer this, but what would you say to someone who maybe they care about, you know, their future in their life, but maybe they think they're too busy or maybe the system is too rigged or they're too, like, they feel like they don't know enough. So someone who maybe isn't like totally gung ho against voting, but they're kind of on the fence. Like what could you say to encourage someone to go ahead and cast that ballot and show up? It, it would honestly be hard for me to argue against it being what you say, maybe rigged or um, not having someone actually represent your thoughts and ideas in a national election. Uh, but as if you bring it down to local elections, mm-hmm odds are you're going to know somebody or, you know, have are familiar with somebody that is running in some election mm-hmm. hometown or, you know, anything like that. And if you believe that person can do a good job, you should put some effort into that and really think about that from that level. And then look at it from, you know, say, House of Representatives in your state, to Senate and state, to your governor, and so on and so forth, that just think about how important each level is. Um, and actually, you know, oh gosh, I'm not saying this correctly how I want to. Um, yeah, it it's important on all levels. Mm-hmm. And people only think that the national elections matter. That's what I'm trying to get at. I agree. And like, especially for me, my family, you know, it was my mother works in the school system. My wife works in the school system. My aunt worked in the school system for years. And for them to change the retirement system the way they did really had a lot of effect. And it really got my mother involved who my mother's never really been involved in politics. And so mm-hmm. like, it's, it, I, I don't like the fact that it takes something. So drastic. Yes. To get you involved. Sure. And, um, cause a lot of times for the last I don't know, 10, 12 years, my mom would come to me and be like, um, who should I vote for? And I'm like, why don't you know this? 
She goes, well, you know, I mean, I, I know this person. I know they're a good uh -huh. person. I was like, do, well, do you agree with what they have to say? Goes, I don't know what they're saying. Why not? Because I, I really don't care. Why don't you care? If you care, if you didn't care, you wouldn't be asking me right now. Right. And the, I get that answer a lot from people. Like this election, just this past couple of weeks, this girl I work with, I asked her, I said, did you go vote? She goes, yes, it is. Oh, okay, cool. I said, uh, so we're in different districts. I was like, would you mind mm -hmm. uh, telling me who you, if you voted for like Amy McGrath or Jim Gray, you mm -hmm. know who I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And uh, she goes, I'm going to tell you like this. I found every woman that I could vote for and I voted for them. Why? Because they're women. So you'll only vote for a woman? And she's like, well, I'm a feminist. That's not really a good answer because <laughs> even, you know, women may not necessarily have your best interests and, you know, may mm -hmm. not accurately go with your ideals, but she was like, but, but they're women. So I'm going to vote for them. The, I kind of view most people when it comes to voting, they pick their politicians like they pick a horse at a horse race. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, think about it. How many times have you went to say Keeneland? Uh -huh. I know you've been to Keeneland, right? Oh yeah, of course. You've been to Keeneland and you go, I like that horse's name. <laughs> I'm going to bet $2 on this horse to win because I like its name. That is literally every experience I've ever had at Keeneland. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that is how I see most people voting today. And it's, it's rather pathetic. Honestly. Um, as long as it, if it matches their party, you know, got a D or an R, mm. they'll pick the one with the best name. <laughs> Especially at the local level when you like, yes. like for the offices, like in Florida, we've got like, I mean, I don't remember the exact name. It's like something about like basically a mosquito commissioner because mosquitoes are such a pain in Florida that they, you know, spray for them and stuff. And you're like, who, what, I don't, that maybe this person, <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. and i've totally i've totally been guilty of that in the past and just being like I i'm sure they'll do fine you know <laughs> yeah yeah but like what if they suck and then like we all end up with some like crazy i mean obviously it's probably would not happen but we all end up with malaria or something because they like sucked so bad at their job and you know blah 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 so <laughs> well it's like all right i'll give you an example i, I can even tell on myself went to vote for my city council the other day and mm -hmm. uh, I knew two or three of the names, but we had to vote for four or we okay. could vote for up to four. I got so um, I got my three and then there was a lady named Betty Black and it was on there and uh, she's, she'd been on the council before, but when I saw her name, all I could think about was the song Black Betty and I started <laughs> thinking that in my head. So I was like, you know what? I have to vote for this person. You know, and <laughs> as sad as that is, but yeah. Someone, uh, his name is escaping me right now, on my ballot recently in Oregon. He went, I'm making up this name because I don't remember exactly, but let's say his name was Anthony. So like it was Anthony the Bear Smith. 
And I made up the name Anthony Smith, but he literally on the ballot, it said in quotations, the bear. And I was like, how did he get this on the ballot? And I was like, so many people are going to be drawn to that. Like it's a smart move on his part. And so then I'm like doing my research um, on like my sample ballot and stuff. And then sure enough, I actually liked what he had to say and what his goals were and his experience. So I ended up voting for him, but I felt kind of ridiculous speaking. <laughs> <laughs> I would vote for somebody called the bear. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a pretty awesome nickname. I, I was like, that was really smart. Cause that, Everyone else on the ballot was their name, and then there's this guy, and you're like, who is this guy? You're at least going to Google it. Um, so, <laughs> so I guess Florida is also a state that allows nicknames? I'd have to double check. I'm not sure. That was on my Oregon ballot. Because, yeah, Kentucky allows nicknames, and it's uh, it can be rather funny. <laughs> yeah, that's super interesting. So I, I got a kick out of that, but I do like – to circle all the way back. <laughs> I do like what you said of kind of, even if you feel like the national elections are against you, like at the federal level, start with local and state. And I personally, <laughs> I know that everyone kind of got really like riled up for the 2016 election on like all sides of it. Right. Oh yeah. Um, and so, you know, I may, I made a big long Facebook post about everything that I was seeing and, and I didn't post for like a full day because I was just taking in like everyone on all sides on my feed and all of the craziness everywhere, you know, and I basically said like, whether you're happy about this or you're mad about like the presidential election, like I actually believe that this type of stuff can be built from the ground up. So like start with your mayor's race and your city council race and build your way up because if you want good candidates to vote for like usually they don't just come swinging in for president <laughs> like they have to be working at a lower level first yes usually. um so why not help be a part of building those people up and then i had a lot of like third party people and independents talking as well and i was like for those people like you know that national party's not going to get very strong or gain any traction unless you guys spend a lot of time building it at the ground level and doing a lot of fundraising and putting in your time, not only voting for the candidates, but knocking doors for them and making phone calls for them. And anyway, I, I genuinely believe that over time, <laughs> um, that is one piece of the puzzle. I'm not saying it would fix all of the problems we have. I'm just saying that I do believe that would help solve a piece of the puzzle for that. Yes. Um, for sure. So you just reminded me of that. Um, and that's kind of what started the whole Dove Party concept was a lot of feedback I got from that. But anyway, um, <laughs> so where even were we in our conversation? Okay, let's. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, here's the cool one. So because we kind of switched off of civic engagement a little bit and kind of got on like politics. So let's just write it. What do you wish people understood about your political party or your personal political persuasion? So what kind of... My party right now is not defined by Donald Trump. Okay. Um, we... The Republican Party for several years now has had a very negative stigma that we're all very unintelligent. Mm-hmm. So that's not just Donald Trump's fault. Um, with, you got George W. making really 
stupid saying, so to speak. He, I don't know, he probably invented a thousand new words while he was in office. <laughs> um, he was not a public speaker, bless his heart. Um, <laughs> and, you know, somebody like Donald Trump likes the limelight too much and mm -hmm. doesn't know how to shut his mouth. Mm -hmm. I, we are... we are all not dumb that's what i would like people to understand sure we are all not um closed-minded yes i do agree that we should be more conservative in our spending that's something that i wish the party would continue to hammer at mm -hmm. and be united at uh -huh. but they are not um but yes don't just because our last two presidents were not spectacular people do not think that we're all that way sure i get that a lot i you know yeah i tell somebody i'm a conservative and or a republican and they automatically assume that I'm like some diehard Trump supporter with the way I sound. Mm -mm. And I'm like, I do sound like a redneck. Yes, I do apologize. <laughs> you know. But at the same time, it doesn't mean I'm, you know, ignorant. And then um, when I have to hit them with a lot of facts and whatnot, they get really uh, confused. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, I'm not stupid. I know what I'm talking about. Oh. Yeah, I um, I could totally see that. So, kind of, just just question. So, do you think a lot of you mentioned your party doesn't really focus on like being fiscally conservative and really focusing the messaging around like cutting spending and being economically sound or whatever? Do you think? Oh, they'll say it, but they won't do it. Right, right. So, do you think that's a matter of like? just who happens to be in office or do you think it's like okay so where i'm going with this is i know a lot of younger conservatives millennial conservatives who you know would say yeah they're socially liberal they don't care what you do in your own home they want to focus on those issues and and they kind of sound like you actually were they're like but my party's not doing that so do you think it's just like the old vanguard needs to go away and like bring these new people in and like that would help or is there something else going on? Does that make sense? No, I know exactly what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Um, the problem with politics, it's dominated by old people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no offense to any older listeners. <laughs> well, you, I can go, in, I, I can go into that right now. <laughs> I, I would just, I'm at the fringe of what, you know, millennials, I was born in 84. Mm -hmm. So I'm right at the beginning of the millennial generation. Mm -hmm. And uh, I never felt like I belonged at that group with the way people were bashing the millennial group. Mm -hmm. um, but over the last, I would say three months, I would definitely say that the millennials are not a problem with our society today. Mm -hmm. Um millennials care more than probably any other generation before we really uh, do <laughs> um yeah honestly i mean you really do care. even even if i don't agree with what they care about mm 
they, you know, I, I at least admire the fact that, you know, mm-hmm. they push for everything. Sure. Um, they are not as entitled as people try to say they are. Um, Cause I had a talk, I had a conversation with somebody that was 70 years old the other day and said, my generation on down are the most disrespectful group of people he's ever encountered. Wow. And I said, why do you say that? He goes, because they're always so rude and irresponsible. I said, well, you know, it's your fault, right? If you think that he goes, what? I said, <laughs> because your group, the baby boomers are probably the most entitled group of people ever to exist. Mm. And he, we got into a long conversation about yeah, I bet. <laughs> at the end of it, at the end of it, he goes, you know what? You're right. Because baby boomers um, pretty much have experienced nothing but like good times their whole life. Right. And, uh, <coughs> excuse me. Um, they, uh, now they're all old. They're all expecting, you know, their retirement, their piece of the pie, which everything they did, they squandered. They're the ones responsible for uh, social money taken from social security and whatnot. Um, so now our entitlements are uh, at risk mm-hmm. because of baby boomers not being able to be responsible with money. And uh, they want to just point fingers and blame other people. Millennials are not entitled. They just want what's theirs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we want this, you know, American dream just like they had it. Mm-hmm. But because of them, now that they're, there's way, you know, I hate to say it like that, but there's way too many of them to, for the system to not have an issue with, you know, paying in welfare, Medicaid and all this other stuff. And it's causing a massive financial problem and they don't realize it. They just want to keep pointing the blame and it's these millennials changing everything. And, uh, so at the end of our conversation, he was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Oh, wow. But yeah, now, what was the second question you asked me? <laughs> <laughs> I like how we, we tried so hard and, and earnestly to do civic engagement, but you and I just love talking politics. It's so funny. I, it really do, yeah. <laughs> um, what? Oh, we were talking about um, what do you wish people understood about your political party and political persuasion, and then kind of like, an offshoot of that is do you ever feel alone in your political views um fortunately being in the state that i live in i don't feel lonely okay um but i do feel like my state's more divided in a sense um i'd say it's probably more like 60 40 conservative versus liberal okay um which is actually pretty good, I think. You know, I mean, it. Yeah. Fifty-fifty lines. You know, pretty much the national average, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um. So, 
no, yeah, I don't feel alone. Um, I will say I will work with, I work with some older people and I work with some younger people. Mm-hmm. It, I'm like apparently the, the, the midway mark because me up is conservatives hmm. and from anyone that's younger than me is very liberal. <laughs> and so it, it, uh, I will say it makes me feel older <laughs> if that works. Sure. It's however you uh, do. <laughs> I mean, uh, um, well, yeah, it does make me feel older because, you know, when I have a discussion with some of them, they, uh, they automatically lump me in with the secretary that works down the hall who's, you know, 60 years old. They lump me in with her because her opinions are similar. So they like, oh, it's just you old white people kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, uh, that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> fun for you. Oh, man. Um, let's see here. What role? Okay, this is kind of a two part question again. So we'll see how we do. What role do you think that the internet and social media play in civic engagement? today and does it help us does it hurt us well i tell you right now with just my recent experience with the you know the uh the house race um facebook was a very large part of travis brenda's campaigning um that's how he got his name out there quite a bit he's Mm -hmm. you know teachers that were supporting him were pushing it out um even a guy i know that writes for the local newspaper doing the sports columns he was hammering home like you need to vote for this guy he's the only choice and um it it's very good in one sense and it can also be pretty bad when you look at it from the (laughs) If you, if you really want to consider that Russian collusion sure. situation where um, they were, I get, we talked about it, I think it was like on our last podcast where the fake stuff that they were throwing out there and whatnot. So, I mean, there's a lot of misinf- disinformation. Yeah. You know? yeah, we did. Because they got two opposing groups to show up in real life in Texas and protest each other. Yes. Yes. That's amazing. That's insane. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, Lord help us. Um, yeah, I agree. I think um I think technology is a tool and it depends on how the people use it. <laughs> yes. And you hope that people use it for good, but that's not necessarily the case. I do know that um a lot of tech companies like Facebook and Twitter especially since they've come under such fire recently in light of the 2016 election and all the meddling, they're trying out some like new ways to identify like real profiles from fake profiles on both platforms. And it's been really interesting to kind of learn about that. And I think they're rolling it out pretty soon, but I, I think it's going to be interesting because I think it will help, but like, what do you do with someone who, you know, is like, so deeply ingrained that like you could show them like this is the real profile that's been verified by like Facebook and like their independent partners 
And then yeah. here's the fake one. And they're like, well, you know what I mean? Like what happens when you get someone that's like so ingrained that they just like refuse to believe reality. And I'm not saying that's necessarily the case. I think a lot of people really were genuinely fooled, but, yes. but damn, if it's not some of those people that like aren't quite in touch that are the loudest, <laughs> really like active and just go for it. And I don't, I don't know if there's a way to combat that other than like all of the people who are, you know, more in touch with, reality which sounds really insulting um showing up and like banding you know like showing up and doing their due diligence like i don't i don't know so i'll give you an example of what you just said my i'm not going to name this person a very <laughs> close relative of mine okay uh-huh. um posted a picture on facebook and it was a meme it said share this if you're not afraid to tell everyone you love Jesus. It was something along that line. Yeah. And the picture was Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi in his Jedi robes. Okay. So it was like, that's amazing. You could see where somebody was trying to say that he was Jesus, but I am a Star Wars nerd and I'm immediately <laughs> going to tell you if it's Obi-Wan Kenobi. I told this person, I said, you do realize that's Obi-Wan Kenobi and not a picture of Jesus, correct? And this person said, I don't care. The message is still the same. Hmm. And I don't, I didn't even know how to answer that because I'm like, no, the message is not the same. (laughs) Just because you want something to be that way doesn't mean it can be or will be that way. Ewan McGregor, Obi-Wan Kenobi, is not Jesus Christ. (laughs) We don't have any actual color photographs of Jesus Christ. That's awesome. Um, So you're not going to really share an actual picture of Jesus. And then when you try to explain to them that Jesus was more likely to be closer to being black than he is white, then you really get into a good argument. But but at the same time, it's like when you try to even, you know, educate somebody like, you know, you just got, you know, scammed or whatever there. No, it doesn't matter. They're never wanting to be wrong. Yeah, that's like, yeah, it's really hard to overcome that because people like, get defensive and retreat further into like whatever that initial idea is. And you're like, wait, 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 this is not what I was going for. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's honestly why I've quit getting involved in politics on Facebook. Um, Because no matter whatever was said, one of two things would happen. One, somebody get really pissed off. Mm-hmm. Or two, it would just try to make somebody look like they're an idiot. And a lot of times, both of them happen. Yeah. And I got, it, I'm like, that's accomplishing nothing. Humiliation right. is not a good way of dealing with politics. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, being being furious at somebody is not a good way of dealing with politics. Right. So that's why that I truly believe in what you and I and Gabe, Brittany and who else ever have mm-hmm. done with this show is that, you know, none of us truly agree on everything. I think you and Brittany probably agree closer than the rest of us, but, but none of us are totally the same. 
And right. yet we all sit here and just discuss it, talk about it. Mm-hmm. End of the day, have a beer, pat each other back, and go on our merry way. Yeah. Because you know what we realize? The one thing, it's just an opinion. Nobody seems to really understand that. It's just my opinion. There's no need to get furious about it. Hello, yeah. you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm taking it in. I'm taking it in. It's just my opinion. <laughs> if my opinion affects you that bad, maybe you should find something else in life. Because all it is is politics. You know, I can understand somebody getting aggravated with somebody that's, you know, racist or homophobic or whatever like that. You know what? But at the same time, it's like, okay, that's them. They don't affect me personally. Let them be them. I'll be me. Yeah. That's just how I see it. I I, I do agree. What would you say, though? Because... I do agree. And then on the other hand, it's like, these are opinions, but people with opinions that get put in positions of power, good Lord, listen to that alliteration. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Then then it enacts laws and policies that affects people's lives. Right. So it's kind of like, I could see both ways. Well, you get mad at a politician. Oh, I see what you're saying, but not like, your individual people that you're talking to. Yeah, I mean, if a person is elected and can actually genuinely affect your life, your livelihood, mm-hmm. that is a that is a reasonable thing to be mad about. Yeah, that makes sense. I like it. Are you ready for some uh, rapid fire or funny questions to wrap this up? Sure. <laughs> All right, let's do it. So, I say rapid fire, but you might have to think. (laughs) All right. Favorite ice cream flavor? Cookies and cream. Good choice. Say a word in Spanish. Si. I like how that wasn't a question, but you did anyway. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Do you believe in fate? Yes. Favorite number? Mm. Three. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> this one's going to be a loaded question. I can already tell. Who has it easier, men or women? Men. Have you ever worn socks with sandals? Sadly, yes. Oh, no. <laughs> um, why can't we tickle ourselves? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell kind of question is that? Um, have you ever noticed that, though? Uh, yes, I actually have. <laughs> um, I don't know. That's, that's interesting. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> um, what does a person need to be happy? Oh, you, this is going to be a cheesy answer. Love. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, is there any such thing as objective beauty? Say it again. 
Is there any such thing as objective beauty? Objective beauty? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Maybe. <laughs> I would agree. Um, what is the best age? Uh, so far in my life, I enjoyed my probably, let's say around 25. Okay. The best. Yeah, that was a good age for me too. Um, is double dipping at a party ever acceptable? Hmm. Depends on how many chips are left. Really? Yeah. I feel like the right answer there was no. Well, <laughs> it also depends on how late it is. <laughs> if you're the last one there, I mean, what the hell does it matter? <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's true. Um, okay, you want to do a couple more? Sure, keep going. DC or Marvel? Marvel. Um, can you name one of the seven dwarves? Grumpy. Are lifeguards attractive? Yes. Would you rather cuddle with a baby panda or a baby penguin? Panda. <laughs> um, are reindeer real creatures? Yes. Um, do you respect Kanye West? Oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to say sort of. Okay. What did you have for dinner tonight? Hot wings. Nice. And let's do one more. How many pull-ups can you do in a row? Pull-ups? Mm-hmm. Uh, 0.5. Nice. It's more than me. <laughs> it's more than me. I'm so out of shape. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> Way more than me, my friend. No worries. 0.5 is more than you? Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> wow. It's real sad out here. <laughs> <laughs> Zero for body strength. It's, it's a problem. Well, party's over. You know how it goes. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. You can catch us all over at the after party by searching for us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And trust me, we definitely want to talk to you more. For exclusive content that we only share an email and a chance to win TDP merchandise and look way cooler than all of your friends, head over to www.thedevparty.com and subscribe to our email newsletter. Until next time, we'll catch you later. Bye, friends.